have heard of genes that act selfishly, organisms that adapt in order to survive, ecosystems that behave as cohesive units. Biologists often talk about these entities as though they were purposeful, exhibiting agency, directionality or function. Should they? That's the big question that brings together the experimentalists, theoreticians and philosophers who are involved in the biological purpose project. This is the Purpose Podcast where we will sample different interpretations and applications of agency, directionality and function in biology. Welcome to episode 1. I'm Siddhant. Every cell in your body and mind began from a single cell. A single fertilized human egg divides into 2 and 4 and 8 and so on. Given the right kind of chemical signals and time The cells form patterns, digits, organs, tissues and eventually an entire interconnected system that we call our body. The guest of our first episode, Ramre Bhat, is interested in how groups of cells in our body organize themselves. But the cells he studies are rule breakers. At some point during development, most of the cells in our body lose their ability to divide and they get down to the business of keeping us alive. One of the most important rules cells in our body have to follow is to keep themselves from making more cells. Sometimes a cell will break that rule. It will become cancerous, develop into a tumor and start spreading to other parts of the body. That's what cancers are. Uncontrolled division of cells. And like our bodies, all cancers typically arise from a single cell. That's Ramre. He's an associate professor at the Indian Institute of Science. in Bangalore India it takes a lot of mutations what ramre calls insults for a cell to become cancerous and many of these insults sort of come in one by one and accumulate and the right combination of these will ultimately decide whether a single cell becomes a tumor or not a cell could have potentially cancerous mutations but it is only as ramre says when a cell has the right combination of mutations that it becomes cancerous and even then many tumors are arrested in their spread ramre began his scientific career as a medical trainee at the university of calcutta it was there that he first learned just how riddled our bodies are with benign tumors when post mortem is conducted on on road accident victims or any accident victims uh, what one sees is that often when the body is opened up you see that our body is full of tumors but these are all benign they all are present maybe they've grown a bit and then they've stalled uh, and so uh, you know th- there's a lot that goes on basically uh, that determines even if one has mutations whether it becomes cancer whether it spreads whether it grows whether it goes to another organ and and, and so on so why are some cancers more successful at spreading and why do they only spread to certain parts of the body Over the years researchers have investigated what is known as the tumor microenvironment which is basically the cocktail of chemicals and normal cells of our body with which a cancer cell interacts for some cancers like breast cancer this is relatively well understood but for instance what determines when a breast cancer sort of starts migrating into blood vessels how does it migrate in what happens to the blood vessel cells when this these migrations occur some of these things are not still understood again once it gets into the blood why is it that it goes to certain organs and not to some certain other organs is again something that is 
reasonably well known for some some cancers not so well known for some other cancers so these are things that are still being investigated these are the questions that ramri is interested in that process that he was describing is called metastasis that's when a cancer cell leaves the organ where it developed enters the bloodstream and successfully establishes itself in a new organ ramre compares the spreading cancer to a seed and any new potential organ to where it can spread he compares to a soil the seed and soil metaphor something cancer biologists have been using for over a century and for good reason when cancers spread they do so because not just because of their potent abilities to spread but also because of their surroundings some of which can be hostile to their spreading but some of which can also be encouraging and that defines why some cancers tend to spread to some areas in the body and not to other parts of the body muscles for example tend to be very poor areas for cancers to latch on to and spread whereas bone marrows liver lung tend to be very fertile grounds for cancers to spread to and over the last decade or so scientists who study cancer have begun to view metastasis a little differently it became apparent to them that cancer cells sometimes work together there has been a big big shift that has occurred since the 2007-8 or so or maybe a little later 2011-10 onwards where there were some landmark findings that cancer spreads better when in blood it is able to be present as multicellular masses rather than single cells the shift in paradigm has been spurred by studies by multiple groups on different kinds of cancer breast pancreatic ovarian and so on where now it is understood that you know more than single cells it's the clustered cancer cells that seem to mediate the spread it is almost as though they are stronger together ramre is on a quest to understand just why that's the case extending that seed and soil metaphor He asks what is it that makes collectives better seeds than individual cells. And to begin answering this question, Ramre reflects on his years as a PhD student at New York Medical College. At that time uh, we we were working on a problem of how sort of digits form, digits meaning fingers, and how are they sized and spaced similar to each other, how do they come about? Uh, and we used a uh, uh, a chicken uh, vertebrate model to which is a classical model of developmental biology to understand how limb development takes place and how limb pattern formation occurs within um, within this paradigm a cell within a developing embryo just like a cancer cell experiences a complex cocktail of chemical signals which will determine its fate uh, whether it will become a skin cell an immune cell a neuron and these signals will ultimately shut down the ability of the cell to divide so if development entails an orderly division of cells a formation of patterns cancer represents its flip side a deformation a breaking of patterns at least that's what ramre originally thought but in doing so i sort of started digging deeper philosophically and started asking the question of uh when one therefore loses pattern is it just is it loss of pattern or gain of a new kind of pattern a new set of principles that come in when one gets cancer so ramre now believes 
that clusters of migrating cancer cells may have properties that allow them to work together, increasing their chances of successfully metastasizing to a new organ. He looks at these clusters as cohesive units. When we talk about an organ or a tissue in our body, which is functioning properly, it's because everything is cooperating with each other. The blood vessels are there to provide nutrition. The cells are there to perform a function. The you know uh, the connective tissue is there to give rise to a scaffolding. So all the cells are interacting with each other in in a harmonious fashion. Uh, and cancer is thought to be the destruction of this harmony, uh, a, a disharmonious uh, sort of outcome. Uh, but then an, an, an emergent understanding in the field is it is not just the destruction of that harmony. Perhaps, as I said, new harmonious relationships come together. And so from thinking about cancer as the destruction of a collective into back to singular entities, now cancer is thought to be the formation of new collectives, the formation of new organizations. In describing the behavior of these clusters, Ramre refers to them as agents, a central question that people within the Biological Purpose Project often debate is what exactly that means. So far, they haven't come to a consensus. While admitting that he himself goes back and forth on his own definition of what an agent is, and while allowing for disagreement, Ramre says, uh, for, for, for me, anything that sort of is able to, uh, you know, work to change its environment, but is also evolvable, uh, is something that I would tend to call an agent. Now, one can think of it as a, a virus also is evolvable and changes in environment, and so is a virus uh, an agent, um, uh, perhaps. Um, and, and I would be comfortable with that, but somebody else won't be comfortable. Does that mean Ramre thinks tumors are agents? They are able to sort of take different shapes, sizes, go from unicellular to multicellular, multicellular to unicellular behaviors. And so I would definitely um, be comfortable uh, in, in, in ascribing agency to tumors. An expanded perspective from the individual cancer cell to the collective has led him to look for properties that make them special, something that would explain why they become so much better at migrating and successfully metastasizing. The philosophical approach helped him broaden his understanding of cancer and take those questions to the bench, where he is studying cancer under laboratory conditions. There, he's trying to recreate not just the chemical environment, but the physical terrain through which a cluster of cancer cells would migrate. Ramre and his group are... Trying to recreate aspects of the anatomy which we would find in our body, but under more controlled uh, imaging tractable, um, observation tractable platforms, such as on microscopes. What he's trying to make are essentially lab-made three-dimensional structures that recreate the natural shape of organs and tumors. One big advantage of these is Ramre can observe the spread of cancer as if it was happening in the human body or close enough. Within this setup, his group is trying to study these collectives of cancer cells and as opposed to single cancer cells and try to identify whether there are special properties that come about at that collective stage. In other words, what makes them so successful when they work together? You may or may not 
want to think about tumors as living entities. Cancer even when treatable is a life altering diagnosis that affects millions across the world. But for scientists looking for cures, getting the right answer is often a matter of finding the right questions, and that's where a little bit of philosophy can help. If Ramre can unravel the secrets of the harmonious relationships between cancer cells in a cluster, he may well figure out how to break that harmony. Ramre's approach is helping him ask the questions he needs. Combined with cutting-edge experimental methods, they may eventually help him get to the roots of what makes collectives of cancer cells so special. That's all from episode 1 of the Purpose Podcast. The Purpose Podcast is brought to you by the Biological Purpose Project. To learn more about the Biological Purpose Project, you can visit biologicalpurpose.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.